Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Fucking Historians, which I've thought about this. And when you say, you, when you change the tone on that, yeah. Sometimes it sounds like we are saying what it is, which is, look, we're not historians, <laughs> but we're doing our best. And then sometimes it's like there's been rumours about our respective love lives. I see. So what we're trying to do is prove that we are not currently fucking any historians. Yes. Well, both are true? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Hazel Hayes. <laughs> I'm Shane Todd. Look, you know by now, we pick a different subject from Irish history. We dissect it from, I think it's fair to say, a sideways glance. Yeah. Is that fair? Like it's not a cursory sort of glance. We we do our best, and that's all anyone can ask. Although I used to have Absolutely. a football coach who would ask for one hundred and ten percent, and I never had the heart to say I can't do that. I've only got the hundred. Like. I know. I don't know. I can give you eighty five. I can't give a hundred. He's like, boys, all I want is one hundred and ten. I'm like, that. It's a minimum he wants. It's something I can't do. But look, um, sometimes I'm the expert. Sometimes you're the expert. Yeah. Today's episode, you are the expert, and I'm I'm ready to learn. I'm feeling yeah. good. We're going to switch things up a little bit today, Shane. Okay. Because what's the thing we always talk about when we talk about history? Shite. Sure. <laughs> and also, like, what kind of person do we generally tend to talk about? Men. Men. History is riddled with men. Riddled and I with think them. we should rewrite the history books. <laughs> I think we should. Let's I wish bring we them could. down. All bastards. All bastards that we talk about. Well, they are. Yeah. Well, this is, we've also said this before, which is you kind of don't make it into the history books unless you've you've just brutally murdered a load of people or whatever yeah. it is. But there were a load of really cool Irish women also who, and here's the thing, because history is also written by men, Yeah, they sort of went by the wayside. Yeah. And they, they didn't really get a look in. But we're, yeah. we're going to have a look at one of them today. Now, just for a kickoff, when you research this woman, when you hear about this woman, what you're going to hear about is a lady named Grace O'Malley. Yes, I know the name Grace O'Malley. Well, you shouldn't, because it's not her fucking name. Okay. <laughs> that is the anglicised version of her name. Her name was Grania Vuel. We're already getting a little complicated because I will say this in favour of men in history, which is not a great way to start a sentence in yeah. the times we're in. But the, a lot of the guys, the names were just the names. Fair. You know, Brian yeah. Boru, who, who Brian. we've done an episode on. Brian. Brian. But we're already starting with you going, this is her name, but don't you dare yeah, call her that. whose fault is that? Men. Men. The you, common Shane. denominator is a you problem really in Irish history is men. <laughs> Basically. If there's ever an issue, assume it was a man. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got, we've got a load of both men and British men rewriting things wow. so that we end up calling her Grace O'Malley. It wasn't her name. It was Grania Vale. 
So here we go. Let's kick off. Look, she's born around 1530. In Conte Vuillot. I thought you were saying a horrendous yeah, word yeah, at the I knew start that. of that. That's why I started it. In where? County Mayo on the West Coast. I've been to County Mayo before. Been to Mayo? And do you want to know something? I was there whenever I was a kid on a family holiday and I was doing a wee in a field. Yeah. As is my right as a man. Yeah. And uh, we realised there was a bull in the field. But I did not see the bull. But at any point, I could have died. I could have died in County Mayo. <laughs> We but. all could have died in County Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, plenty of people did yeah. on account of Grania. So she's born in Mayo, in Clue Bay, to Owen Black O'Comali. Such good names. Sounds like a rapper. <laughs> Does, he, may, he may well have been. Now, one website I found about her described her as being, and I quote here, like a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they were aiming at is that like she was born into quite a famous wealthy family but didn't have a reality series can we establish that did not have a reality series was not vapid and was actually quite talented so I think Grace will probably take issue with that but she had had a lot of work done (laughs) (laughs) but it was so basic back then it was so basic that was that was one website so the the research for this one was an interesting one because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here most of my information about Grania has come from a documentary. Yeah. Which, and I, you just, you can imagine my delight when I discovered that the host of this documentary was, and you're either going to know this name or you're not, it was Lucy Lawless. Didn't your mother ever teach you it's rude to stare? Lucy Lawless sounds like a mid 90s crime series about a renegade cop who. You know, tries to toe the line but just can never manage it in County Mayo. Oh God, that would be good. Who's Lucy Lawless? Lucy Lawless, she played Xena, Warrior Princess. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, definitely lead with that. (laughs) So we found a documentary hosted by Xena about Gráinnevoile. It opens with her just wielding a sword, right? So it's just, she's on some cliff in Ireland somewhere. She's got a sword, like straight in. I'm like, I'm in safe hands. This is going to be epic. Loved it. There were some... There were quite a few dodgy sort of dramatizations of Grace and the lads yeah. and various other things happening. Um, also, it at the very beginning claimed to be the true story of Grania Vale, which you don't know. No. You're making this up yeah, as yeah, much as we yeah, are. Yeah. At least we're honest about it. Yeah. And what's about to happen now is I can't tell you whether or not this is the true story of Grania Vale. This is just what we've pieced together from dodgy websites and men, men and a Lucy Lawless hosted documentary. They're famous, they're royal, but they're also pirates. They've, they've got a fleet of ships and all the rest, and that's, that's, that's their business, that's their trade. This is around the time um, Henry VIII is still kicking about, just to give you some kind of context as to what we're talking about here in Britain. He technically ruled over Ireland at the time, but sort of just left us to it. He was too busy just beheading people, beheading uh, wives. Absolutely. The story of Grania now is, it's kind of like a, a Disney film, but with a lot more violence. Yeah. You're talking sort of Mulan meets Moana right right? she likes the ocean but also wants to be a boy off fighting Mulana why didn't I think of that when you're born into like a pirate royalty you're gonna be a pirate well see this is the thing because the women weren't right like Mulan she's born she's born into a family and her father was a soldier and when the soldiers come knocking when the army needs help they're not gonna ask the girls 
even though she wanted to fight. It really is. It's very like Mulan, like un uncannily so. So she's a half-brother. Uh, Grania has a half-brother. His name, I like this, his name is Donal of the Pipes, <laughs> which historians have taken to mean either he was a musician or an alcoholic. Major stoner. <laughs> Major stoner. Absolute stoner. Yeah, he like it. He liked the gange. Everybody went to uni with a guy called <laughs> Damien of the Pipes. Or Donal, sorry. Donal, Donal of the Pipes. Donal, yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, she gets married to a bloke called Donal O'Flaherty. These are all extremely Irish names. Yeah. I love it. So she's a brother called Donal. She gets married to another Donal. And he's next in line to be chieftain of his clan. Okay. She pops out three kids, but she wasn't too happy staying at home. I'm not saying she was a bad mother. I'm just saying this wasn't her calling in life. In a way, I'm sort of seeing parallels with Louise Redknapp in that, you know, marries Jamie, wow. you know, gets known as like almost a celebrity mum despite being like a great pop star up before then and then just gets to a point where she goes, Jamie, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I need to get out and get back to the music. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, the husband died, got murdered, <laughs> as people tended to do then. So she took over, right? So he was chieftain of this whole clan and now now she's in charge of the clan. You can start looking up for Grania. So now she's got a stronghold on Clare Island. She starts building up the fleet, right? Who, by the way, they all stuck with her after he died. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, surely there would have been like some sort of backlash to that or there wasn't which is why it's so interesting because I mean at the time as we well know people kept just sort of croaking and then the next in line just just was suddenly in charge yeah if you had a penis that's just sort of how it worked so she must have been pretty fucking special that even without a penis all the men were like yeah I'll, I'll probably just continue to yeah. to follow her I like that you don't really have much to say about Grania in this episode because so far she's actually just a bit of a ledge. From what I would imagine, I, I I didn't think that when you say about like she was known as like the pirate queen or like like a very famous pirate, that's not the story I'm expecting so far. When you yeah. say mother of three, yeah, you know, just gets a bit bored domestically and then goes, <laughs> hmm, let me see what else I can get involved with here. So already you're blowing my mind here. So she's had some experience. Of being at sea at this stage because earlier <laughs> just like swimming just <laughs> the odd dip <laughs> in the west coast what's your sea experience so far I've paddle boarded <laughs> I'll be honest with my dog <laughs> with my dog she um, when she was a bit younger she tried to stow away on one of her dad's boats with the lads yeah she pulled a, a complete Mulan on this. She did what every young one would do in a situation where they want to be one of the lads. She cut her hair off. Oh, no. She cut her hair off. She put on the lad's clothes. She got out on the boat. Listen to rock music. Just really tried to do that walk <laughs> that girls do when they're trying to be a bloke. <laughs> Never quite worked out. What's annoying is that walk you did is the way I walk. <laughs> <laughs> that is how men walk. It's all shoulders. I know. So she stows away on the boat and she's like, but I want to be at sea. And the dad's like, babe, no. Yeah. Babe, no. You yeah. have to go home and get married. Yeah. So she marries this guy. He croaks. She's now at home with the fleet and the kids. And she doesn't quite <laughs> Who's harder to manage? Herself. That's a question. <laughs> she starts to learn all about the local coastline. She starts to learn all the islands around the coast. She, she gets the fleet together. She's out at sea a lot. Is she back for bedtime or is she away like months at a I'd time I'd say she'd try and get back to tuck them in like but here's what she does 
she starts taxing all the British lads who are going about the islands. So anyone who wants to use her waterways in and around these islands has to pay tax, like the M the M fifty Talbot. Yeah, basically, she's just sitting <laughs> with a change box. <laughs> you can you can chuck it in from the yeah. side of the boat, but there's that you'll like, miss, and then you got to get out of your car yeah, and do it again. Oh, uh, dropped. It's like no, I saw you try and Michael Jordan it. <laughs> And this is the sea, man. You're not getting that back. She basically makes it, it's her turf, right? And they're sort of going, well, hold on. Henry owns all of this. The yeah. sea, the land, everything. And she's saying, he doesn't. It's mine, right? She's building a name for herself here. Yeah. For better and for worse. Soon after her dad dies, she's now chieftain of all of their crap as well. She's building up quite a little uh, empire, I suppose, of 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 the lads between the husband's people and her dad's people. Seems like all the men around her are dying. It does seem a lot like <laughs> men die around yeah. her. Yeah. And she always benefits with more land and, and more, more dosh. she does always seem to benefit. Yeah. And I've just skipped ahead in my head to what happens later and I'm like, oh no, Shane's going to be quite sceptical about this. They're not the last men to die. Let's just oh, Let's no. just say that. For her to become the chieftain of her clan was huge when her dad died because she had a half brother and he could have taken over. But she gets... Oh, Donald the, Donald Donald the, Donald the pipes, is pipes is not taking over anything. <laughs> Donald's out of his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they told him he was chieftain. They're like, yeah, Donald. Yeah, he, yeah, Donald. Here, here's the chieftain's sword. It's a stick. He's like, oh, you know. And he's only he's too harmless. happy to give it to her, right? Yeah, he's harmless. I think he's delighted for her. Yeah. What I like about Grace is that she she doesn't necessarily act like a man to live in a man's world. You know, she's a mother. And after the husband died, apparently she took a lot of lovers. She's having her way. She's doing. She's. Is she not doing it all though? I feel like she's doing it all. She's got the kids. She's got the fleet. Yeah. She's got lovers. Maybe she was the first woman to have it all. Yeah. We'll find out later. It didn't all work out entirely that well. Okay. For Grace. But I'll tell you what. Let's let's take a pause there, on that very ominous note, and we'll be back after these messages. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Detective Aberline. Hearing you, Aberline. Go ahead. We've got the body of a male on Derwood Street, Whitechapel, just behind the tube, a Mark Allen Nichols. His throat has been cut, a stab wound below his shoulder blade, and, uh... Continue, please, Detective. Yeah, she's, uh, she's cut off his knob and put his bollocks in the recycling bins. Stack presents a thrilling new audio fiction. She cut his throat, unbollocked the guy, and decocked him for good measure. The body of a man brutally murdered in Whitechapel was discovered this morning. That was Jackie's way. Evil, bloodthirsty, sexually explicit, and just... Yeah, just bloody horrible, really. Step into the scene. Me. Yours truly. Moi. That's, uh, me. Detect... Lead detective. Freddie Abeline of Scotland Yard. There is a man next to us who has been brutally murdered and dismembered. We'll go and find his member then. Jesus Christ. Oh, but we've kept his AirPods in, I see. What's he listening to? Death metal? Zombie nation? Follow me as I hunt the most vicious serial killer known to man. Good Lord, she stuffed his eye sockets with his own bollocks. <laughs> Jackie the Ripper. The infamous Whitechapel murders retold by the makers of The Offensive. Available now on all podcast platforms. Sorry, Sally, I got your shoes. Oh, it's my wagamama from earlier. Let's have a closer look. Looks like noodles. Nope, him. Jackie the Ripper. Hold on to your bollocks. Okay, so as I said, Grace, she has it all, right? She's doing it all. She's loving life. At one point, there's a shipwreck off the coast and she's out just sort of scouring about, you know, seeing what she can find in the wreckage. What she finds is a bloke called Hugh de Lacey, who she takes as, as her lover. Does he, does, he, does he have any say in this? It seems like she's taking lovers, but like just sort of <laughs> whether they want to or Do not. Do they want to? I, look. What does she look like? I mean... You might get. You might say, "What a man thing to say!" Because what does she look? Like? Yeah, I'm like, was she hot? Was she hot? Yes. I feel like, however she looked, she was hot. Right. She just owned it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about this woman. Think about the the confidence, the absolute confidence oozing out of her. Yeah. She's got a sword. Yeah. Like that in itself is hot. <laughs> She's just leading all these men. She's just sailing around. She's coming home, checking on the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's pretty hot. Yeah. What I found interesting in the documentary was how many of the female historians, like the, all the female historians were so into her, like obviously such an icon, but they would say things like how beautiful and, and intelligent she was. And I'm like, bitch, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a two out of 10, but she has a sword. There are no photographs. We have no idea whether she was beautiful. She was, if there's no photographs, no, I'm sorry. Babe, there were no photographs. It's the 1500s. You keep forgetting that they didn't have cameras. 
<laughs> I thought they were, you know, the wind-up ones, no, disposable. That was seventeenth century. Yeah, seventeenth at least. Yeah, it was a few hundred. Well, look, we'll not speculate. I mean, that's I'm, I'm doing a very man thing. I'm I'm just speculating. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to know. I I like to think these men enjoyed her company. Yeah, and genuinely, from the accounts, it sounded like Hugh and her were actually quite in love. Was she like getting her hands dirty as well? Like like she's in charge of this fleet, but would was she out there? Getting involved, she or was she? In, or was she a project manager? Yeah, I, I feel like she was leading the orchestra. I feel like she she was she was just sort of behind the scenes getting shit done. Yeah. But she's out there. She's on the ships. She's at the helm. You know, she's finding men in, in shipwrecks, yeah. taking them home. I'd say how many lovers had she had? Where she was just having to scar shipwrecks and be like, <laughs> "What can I?" She's a scavenger. Well, all, she, all she had was Irishmen from Mayo. Yeah. Or Mayo Mayo, like, Slim is there like a thing down south with like, is there like a county of good looking guys where you go, oh, no. West Meath guys though? No, it's just, we talked about the, the pink Irish heads on them the last time. Yeah. It is what it is. Really. Okay. Slim Pickens. Who was another one of her lovers? Slim Pickens. Yeah. Yeah. And, an, and a rapper. Um, so I just want to step outside of Grace O'Malley now because what's interesting is that in the documentary, Lucy... Lawless Xena yeah. Warrior Princess she gets a sword fighting lesson from a bloke named Martin yeah. who by the way is loving life right of course he is because he was a massive Xena fan can you just imagine yeah. this little bloke called Martin from wherever back all of nowhere is suddenly <laughs> giving Lucy Lawless a sword fighting lesson and he's just so happy like he's probably been a registered sword fight trainer for about a decade at this point yeah. but never had any inquiries and when yeah. the first one is Xena Warrior Princess Martin's got, to, Martin's got to be delighted oh he absolutely was and they did this little and he taught her about how Grace would have had two short swords instead yeah. of one long one because that as was the style at the time it was for quick sort of nifty fighting. They had these two little swords and he's showing and Lucy was so nice to him. Yeah. But then they cut away before there's this like really awkward handshake. She sort of goes in and he sort of goes, and I'm not sure what was about. To, I think he might have been going into hugger. Yeah. But anyway, they cut away. Yeah. And I really wish they hadn't because I kind of want to. We'll do a separate episode on that. I think we should. We'll find it. We'll track Martin down. <laughs> okay, you too. Anyway. Hugh, the lover, he um got murdered. Yeah, look, okay. I know he was he was assassinated. But come here, it genuinely it wasn't her, it was the McMahons, right? Oh no. The McMahons they came in, they weren't a fan of Grania, they kill they kill Hugh, she is pissed. Yeah, as you would be. So off she goes to their stronghold and she attacks their castle at Duna. She takes the castle at Duna. Are these like rival guys? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a bad lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad eggs. Bad eggs. Okay. So now she's got her dad's lot, the ex-husband's lot, and she's taken over the castle at Duna. Having her cake? Check. Eating it? Check. Yeah. <laughs> and it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she's fucking the guy who made it. <laughs> and it's really good sex. Yeah. Good. Okay. So she gets married again. She gets married to a guy called Richard and Iron. He's the chieftain of the Burke clan. They, so, sound, they sound boring. He might have been a the bit The Burke clan. I think he might have been a bit boring. Yeah. Waiting you here. So basically, she she has the southern part of Clue Bay. He holds the northern part. This is a power move, this yeah. marriage. Yeah. What what also happens is, get this, she gets a fucking prenup. Wow. She she Talk is she is the first Kardashian one hundred percent. I do I'm starting to think that yeah. maybe she is. Yeah. Like a Kardashian, but as a, as I said earlier, more talented and skillful. 
Well, you I mean, I'll defend useful. the girls, but that's a different episode. Would you defend the yeah, girls? Yeah, I would. Yeah. That is a different episode. Let's talk about that separately. So she marries this guy, Richard. She gets a prenup, which basically says, right, that they're going to have a trial period of one year, after which she can decide to just not be with him anymore. But either way, she gets his stronghold. Genius. Yeah. So she does that. Shocking, a year later, decides, listen, listen, little Dicky. I'm not into it. Let's just be mates, yeah? And she does. She keeps him as a mate. Excellent. Excellent. She actually keeps him on board. So now she's got a stronghold. She's got the north and south of Clue Bay. And he's just her friend. And he's happy to be. Just sounds like there's a lot of He sounds like a great guy. Can I say that? He sounds like a (laughs) great guy. You said he sounded boring five seconds ago. Oh, he's boring, but he's a great guy. Yeah, but he's, he's lovely. Yeah. A little simp, I think. I think a lot of them were little simps. Little cooks. A lot of stuff happens here. A lot of political stuff that get, it gets a little bit boring. But basically what you need to know is she heads off to Galway to meet Henry Sidney. He's the governor in Ireland at the time, right? At this point, Elizabeth I is queen in England. She's taken over in 1558. She sails with her whole fleet to go see Henry. And the point is, ostensibly, she's saying, listen, Henry, mate, if you ever need anything. Yeah. All right. Give me a shout. Just give us a shout. Got my fleet. I've got your back, babe. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. What she's actually saying is, don't fuck with me, Henry. Yep. I am the pirate queen of Clue Fucking Bay and you'd best back off. And Henry likes it. Everyone likes it. Yep. Everyone likes the routine. Yep. Henry's into it. He says, off you go back to your, to your bay then. Have the crack. We'll leave you be. Separate to all this, Queen Lizzie's a bit worried. She thinks the Spanish are going to attack. Grania gets word of this. What does she do? Fucks a guy? She does fuck a guy. She does fuck a guy. That is true. And she gets pregnant. What she also does is she goes to Spain to make an alliance with the Spanish, who she's heard are going to attack the British. She thinks, I'm going to get on this. Plus, they're going to be sexier, the Spanish guys. You'd imagine so, tanned. Yeah. 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 I mean, not not pink is always a bonus. By the way, apologies to Irish men everywhere. I love you all. You're very lovely. But we are pink. You are a bit pink. Yeah. I don't know what happened. On the way, legend... Legend tells. To Spain, if you're going to say she stops at Santa Ponza for a piss up, I'm going <laughs> to love this even more. Like, not quite, but almost. She gives birth on the boat, and the day after she gives birth, they get attacked, and she gets involved in the fight. Gas and air, though. The kid's down in the fucking whatever, below decks. Yeah. She says, ah, Jesus, these lads can't handle it. Yeah. She gets up, still probably ripped all the way to her arsehole. In her pyjamas. In her PJs, in her little hospital gown. Yeah, new pyjamas. Like, nice Richard's ones. got her new pyjamas. Yeah, from pennies. And she's got her two little swords. Yeah. Off she goes. Yeah. And just gets involved and they fight off that attack, which is just... She just gets better. Everything I learn, every new piece of information just yeah. makes her even more of a fucking ledge bag. Yeah. Great. Anyway, bad news. Richard, Richard dies. Aaron's in the fire. I told you I wouldn't be responding to the buns. Yeah. There we go. But can I just say, yeah. very upset that Richard's died. I know. Yeah. I liked Richard. I thought he was a good lad. He I was. think he just wanted what was best for, for yeah. Grania. Yeah. He dies and at the same time, Queen Lizzie decides she wants to go conquer Ireland. Shocker. Right? She decides people like Grania are not a good luck for her. She needs to clamp down on that shit. So she sends this bloke, Richard Bingham, Boo his. Sounds like a twat. He is a twat. He is just an almighty twat. Yeah. And he just gets more and more twatty. Yeah. Now, 
Was it written down anywhere that he's a twat? No. <laughs> did I just decide that he's a twat? I absolutely did. We only judged him on his name. Richard Bingham. Oh, gross. Piss off. So he, he heads to Galway, right, to bring in Grace. He can't get Grace. So his soldiers kill her entire family. Kill one of her sons, Owen, who was her favourite son. The only decent one of the bunch, really, because one of them was a fucking idiot and the other was a politician, I think. Owen gets, like, slaughtered in not a very nice way. Rich is trying to send a message here. Grania's very upset. So she gets together the O'Malley's and the Burks as she goes after Bingham and the lads. She mounts all these surprise attacks by sea, right, because she knows the bays so well. She knows all the islands. So she's, she's in there with her fleet and she's, she's just hopping in there. Is Bingham just trying to scarper back to England? I'm not entirely sure what he does. I think I think he's still over there. He's he's got he's rallied a few clansmen. Yeah. He's got a few Irish clans on his side. He's now. making a trip out of it a little bit. Yeah, I mean you're there anyway. You may as well yeah. just stay the few nights. You know, yeah. have a few bevies. But because he's getting some Irish on his side, Grace is like, well, then they're the enemy too. So she, at this point, she doesn't give a shit who you are. If you're on his side, you're the enemy. So she's just killing people left, right, and centre. Her people are just tearing them down. She also at this point goes against her own son who's been a little prick and rocks up to his castle, basically, and is like, get out of there and fight and stop acting like a little bitch. Oh, how embarrassed must he have been in front of his mates? Embarrassing. Imagine your ma coming up and attacking your castle. To your own castle. Oh my God. Yeah, she's just Just... at the Fort Cullis, which is the only term I know about (laughs) castles, so I'll use it. (laughs) Giving him an earful. Yeah, it is, yeah. Lovely, well done. So more bad news. She gets caught. She put up a good fight. She got caught. She gets put in jail. But she gets word to Henry Sidney, who's the fellow she went to visit earlier with the fleet, remember? I remember him, yeah. She gets word to him that she's been thrown in jail and she says, look, this Bingham guy, bit of a twat, what are you going to do about it? Sidney lets her out. Yep. Lad, he agrees to let her out if a few of her clansmen will take her place, which they do. They really love her. Yeah. She's like Braveheart, but hotter. Yeah. Well, no, well, well, Mel Gibson and Braveheart, <laughs> despite, I mean, he has some pretty wacky political views, but at the same time, very sexy as William Wallace. Well, I've just decided she's Lucy Lawless now, you see. Yeah, so yeah. I'd argue about her. Okay, so anyway, she's back out, um, but Bingham surrounded the bay at this point. The land is ruined. There's really nowhere for her to go. At one point, she's just living on her ship. It's moored to the bay, yeah. sleeping in your car. You know, yeah. she, she really has nowhere to go, bless her. I keep saying, like, it gets better, it gets better. This is my absolute favourite bit. Bingham's got the base surrounded. She's nowhere to go. She's lost most of her family, a lot of the clansmen. She really has nowhere to turn. Who does she call, Shane? Don't say Ghostbusters, I swear to God. The guards? Guardy? The guardy? That's one. That's, I'll give you that one guess, and then we'll, should we try another I don't one? know. She calls Lizzie. Oh, no. Queen Lizzie? Yeah. She gets on the fucking blower. Direct line, like. Direct to yeah. Queen Lizzie. How'd you get my number? Don't be minding that, Lizzie. Yeah. The point is, I have your fucking number. This guy Bingham's causing an awful lot of upset. One mother to another. He's killed my son. So come here. Can I come over? We'll have a little bit of a parlay, yeah? Uh-oh. Just going to have a bit of a chat with you. Yeah. Lizzie agrees. So off she goes to England. Now, at this point, they're hanging pirates' heads along the Thames. Like, you don't want to be a pirate in Britain at, the, at this stage, especially not an Irish one, okay? And she goes in knowing it might be her head, but she goes... Bingham's not impressed. He writes a letter. He Would he not write a letter? Bitching and moaning and whining. If, if Bingham was alive nowadays, he'd complain the offcom over an episode of EastEnders. 
He's a fucking nightmare. Oh, I hate him. God. He would be. He's, he's the worst. Is he? He's the worst guy in history so far. So from far, what we've covered, he's yeah, the worst guy. I would say he's pretty bad. Yeah, really don't like this guy. Yeah. Has he done something to warrant this? No. <laughs> he could have been a sweetheart. <laughs> he could have been an absolute gem. <laughs> Technically, he was just following orders. Yeah, but I don't like the guy. Yeah, I don't like the guy. So Grace is like sixty at this point, right? You'd really just want to sort of put your feet up and chill out, like. Yeah. But anyway, off she goes to England. She meets with Lizzie in Greenwich and I imagine they had like tea and Trendy. finger sandwiches and argued about the pronunciation of the word scone Yeah, had the vicar round yeah. all that kind of stuff so they had a wee chat she comes in and she wouldn't bow to Lizzie now she's already like really in the doghouse here but she comes in and she acts like she's another sovereign because she really does proclaim herself queen and she doesn't bow and everyone you can just imagine everyone in the room is like <gasps> yeah. anyway she didn't Lizzie liked it she liked the gumption. Yeah. She liked the moxie. Real recognises real. She calls off the dog. She says, look, go home, Grace. Go home to Clue Bay. Pardons her entire family of all the charges of treason and rebellion and all that kind of shit. And she sends Richard a letter back, basically telling him to stop acting like a little bitch. Yeah. Right? And leave it be. Now, look, apparently Richard actually was back at it fairly quickly. But just for the, we'll just say for the, yeah. for the purposes of wrapping this up. He's gone now. He's out. He's yeah, out. That's a good thing about our version of history is we can change it at any point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we've decided is Rich is gone. He's never a threat anymore. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Grania's head's still attached. It's all good. She's now in her 60s. Does she retire? Does she fuck? Uh, she goes and raids Scotland a little bit just for the crack. I'm not sure entirely what she was doing up there. And then apparently she and Lizzie both died in the same year in 1607. Obviously reports are a bit sketchy. But they were both, I think, they were both around the same age and they died in 1607. And then after all that, she basically got written out of history by men. If we were making a movie version of this, yeah, I mean, we could speculate as to who would play Grace, but I think seeing a warrior princess, Lucy Lawless has got it sewn up. I would like that. What if we got maybe Saoirse for early days and then Lucy takes over a bit later in life? Yeah, and Richard Bingham has, has got to be played by Pierce Brosnan. Oh my god! No, he's English, but Pierce could do the English accent. That's a thing. Yeah, and Pierce would want a little bit of. Little I bit thought of time Pierce would be him. more the the Hugh character, the this the lover character. Washed up from the shipwreck. That's Colomini. Colomini. Yeah. No, Colomini is Richard and Iron, the nice fella. Okay, and then Richard Bingham has got to be played by Colin Firth. Okay, I would have had him be. I would have had a young Gary Oldman. Like the villain in, nice. in Air Force One. Nice. Gary yeah. Oldman. A real wiry little fucker. I've learned so much more about, I was going to say Grace O'Malley, I don't want to <laughs> use that term anymore, about <laughs> Grania. And I think not only should she be celebrated more in history, but we should rewrite history to put her in more. And we should call yeah. it Period of Grace. Grace period. Something like that. Oh, that's brilliant. I thought you were making a menstruation joke there and I was like, oh, dude. I can if you want. No, it's done. It does sound like she was an absolute ledge bag. Completely good egg. Yeah. Yeah, one of the few good eggs we've had. Good egg so far. Enjoyed herself. Lived life to the full. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. She had one of those little plaques in the kitchen. Yeah. That was her only only bad point. That (laughs) was her only bad point. She also had that one that says... Um, I love to cook with wine. Sometimes I put it in the food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she would pass that off as her own as well. And it's like, no, I think I've heard that before and no, seen it. No, on no, no, no. Prince. She would say, no, that's that's my own. Yeah. That's my own. And if you defied her, you'd get your head cut off. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot more about that topic. Thanks very much. You're so welcome. I'm, I'm glad we learned a bit about it today. And if any, if anything we covered was wrong or slightly off, use the old hashtag. Double. You know, we always struggle with this. W N F H. You say H. I say H. And that's why we're going to get a huge grant for this podcast <laughs> from from the European Union. I wonder what kind of ads we have. Martin Sword School. <laughs> Martin, I'd love to get him on. I wonder if he's still knocking about. No, he's not. Oh, well, listen, if you're out there, Martin, and you want to come talk to us about sword fighting, uh, we'd love to have you. Follow us on social media, Martin. Follow and anybody else media. can. I'm at the Hazel Hayes. Yeah, I'm much to Hazel's uh, anger. I have a lot of different handles, but my name is Shane Todd, so figure it out from there. Yeah. Come find me. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, you can. And if you want to just tell someone about it, feel free to do that. They don't have to be Irish, isn't that right? They don't have to be. Tell somebody from Peru about this podcast, please. And remember, until next time... We are not fucking historians. We're Not Fucking Historians is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. If someone from Peru listens to this podcast, I'll be fucking delighted. We have to wrap because that's going to start you talking about Paddington Bear. Cheers for listening. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.